I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I love your nail polish. Thank I you. Just I just got it the done time. today. Oh. I wanted to go for like a nice like goldenrod fall color. Yeah, Now that we're like toward the end of fall. Whatever. It's crazy town. Um, So it's been a hot second, but don't worry. We have so much to cover today. We're back. We're back. And you know who is not back or i guess no longer in existence who the relationship between justin hartley and chriselle i don't know what her last name is actually chriselle oh hartley she changed her last name who are these people i would love Why to don't tell I know you them um justin hartley is in this is us that's like he's the blonde hot okay. brother okay um that's probably what he's best known for and yeah. chriselle i think did Soap operas. Okay. Um, but she had a show, I think, that came out this year on Netflix called Selling Sunset. And it's basically a reality show about realtors who yeah, sell really I've expensive houses. I might have told you about it because yeah. I got really into it because it's a really nice blend of tons of interpersonal drama. And, like, pretty houses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's just, they were married for two years. Hmm. They're getting a divorce. That will happen. I just thought that was surprising. And now you know. And now everyone knows. Right. You said Miley's breaking (sighs) up with her new boo. Yeah, so, well, there are breakup rumors. Well, that means that they broke it up like a month ago. About Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain why we don't like Miley right now? Well, Miley uh, divorced uh, her Hemsworth, which, I mean... Liam. That's Judy, not what I would have done in that her. situation, but also I wasn't in that situation. No. Um, he's a Hemsworth. Anyway, um... <laughs> And went on a sexy vacation with her lady love, where they Who made was out. Her lady love? I don't know. I don't keep track of these people. Okay, fair enough. Um, some model. I don't know. Sure. Some pop star. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, they go on a boat together. They're making out. You know, having mm-hmm. a jolly old time. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yay, queers! We love to see it." Um, but then they break up because you know it's kind of a rebound. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's expected." Yeah. Uh, and then she gets in another relationship, which I think is the Cody Simpson one, and is quoted as saying something very dumb, which was, yeah, if you find a nice enough guy, you don't have to be gay anymore. And it's just like, sweetie, that's not how it works. I think you know that's not how it works. You shouldn't be caught saying that's how it works. Shut up. I don't think she's that bright. No. I also don't think Brennan Urie is that bright, even though he has oh, beautiful but he's eyebrows. So pretty. I know, but he's a dumb, dumb really? boy. Really? Does he say dumb things? Yes. Oh, that sucks. So. I've been listening a lot. Um, I finally watched The Greatest Showman on the plane when I was going to or from New York. I can't remember. What a boring film. Really? That movie is astonishingly boring. I never, even though it has Zendaya? Even, well, see what I ended up doing, because well, I knew the film had kind of problematic, well, a problematic premise, and then yeah. there was a lot of narrative as it was coming out. Yes, exactly. Um, so I knew that going in, but I like 
some of the music so much from the movie that I wanted to watch it anyway. But what I ended up doing was just skipping to all of the songs and all of the Zendaya and Zac Efron scenes. So you could have just watched the YouTube videos of Great Showman I could have, but I was on a plane, so I couldn't. <laughs> um, but they released an album called The Greatest Showman Reimagined with, you know, like pop singers mm -hmm. singing the songs. Um... And this was relevant because Brendan Urie sings um, The Greatest Show. He covers that song. And he's phenomenal. Cause he's very talented. He's a, and Miley Cyrus is also very talented. She's very talented. And they're both pansexual and they're both dumb. I'm not trying to say anything about you pansexuals. Know, I want to be very clear about that. We can't I'm just saying pop win stars. them all. Yeah. We're always going to have some duds. Queer representation <laughs> can't be the end all be all. We need queer revolutionaries. Yes. Thank y'all. And also, young people do stupid things, and celebrities do stupid things. Yeah. That's kind of what they're known for. And we weren't really expecting Miley to have another face like this, because she already kind of did this once. And you know, and at least she's not, like, defending being friends with George W. Bush like Ellen is. That's bad. That's so bad. That's really bad. Portia de Rossi, you too. I'm mad at you too. I mean, that's a very fair reaction. Um, Brandon Erie. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. It's a very brief story. Please do. About Iron Man and how it connects to my job because I told my ill-advised crush I would tell this story. So here I go. I get an email from our CEO saying Iron Man at the 2021 conference. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? And I start reading the email and it still doesn't make that much sense. Like he forwarded an email from someone else being like, this could be an interesting person to speak at the conference at the next one. And I'm looking at it and it's just some random person. Hmm. And I look them up and I'm like, oh, he was in Iron Man. Oh. Not as anyone even remotely recognizable from Iron Man. Okay. I know him from The Good Wife. He okay. plays a regular... Um, like guest star for a while. He wasn't Logan from Gilmore Girls. He was not Logan from Gilmore uh. Girls. He was not on that many episodes. <laughs> but our CEO writes back, we would love to have Iron Man at the 2021 conference. Because <laughs> he... <laughs> he very clearly just Googled him. And, and the first Iron thing Man. that comes up is I because for most people, Iron Man is going to be the biggest thing that they're in. So of course, that's going to be the first thing that comes up, right? But he's, but he's, but not, he's not Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> I know. Clearly. I know, but like these are the kinds of people I work with, Anne. Just very involved in their own thing. It's a lot of architects, that's a lot of right. engineers. That's all right. Um, but Everybody I was needs like, their own path. I can't believe he said we would love to have Iron Man at yeah. the <laughs> Also, am I going to have to splice out this comment about your crush later? No. Oh, you're leaving it in? So here's the thing. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, if he listens to it, that then he already has a crush on exactly, you. Exactly, so it doesn't matter. If you're listening, Lita's ill-advised crush, make the move. Just do it. Thanks, Anne. She will say yes to a date. It's true. I will do that. So that's kind of my, my thing. That seems like rational thinking, That's right? bold, yeah. It's bold. It's bold and it's, it, you know, it could be really cute meat cute, so I support it. You have to be pretty intense about your appreciation for us as people, or your appreciation for pop culture to enjoy this podcast. Yeah. It's kind of a litmus test. If somebody like has a crush on you, they will listen to the podcast. And he doesn't have, as far as I know, much 
enthusiasm around pop culture. So right. it would be right. very and clear he doesn't why know he me. Was, he doesn't we know don't you. Even, we don't have a guest lately. No. You know? We should, though. Well, when's Ella back in town? Well, that's kind of the problem is now that she no longer works at TED, she doesn't have a reason to come out here. Uh, I'm sure she'll find another reason. Yeah, Portland is a beautiful place for vacation. Becca will be here in December. Excellent. December? Yes, she'll be here in December. So we can always... And then there was that guy I met at a party who said he would pretend to be Jaden Smith. That's worth it. (laughs) Yeah. I know he would definitely be up for it. Anyway, that is my Iron Man connected to work story because... Boom. Boom. Okay, Harry Styles was on SNL last weekend. Yes, it was great. It was great. And I, I won trivia because in part I knew the answer to a question that was based on one of the skits he was in. Um, yeah, it was the, the Sarah Lee skit mm-hmm. where uh, Harry Styles plays a character who manages the Sarah Lee... Uh, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> and they call him into a meeting and they're like, hey, so we think you've been confusing our brand's Instagram with your personal Instagram because of these uh, thirsty comments you've been leaving on Nick Jonas's page. <laughs> and it's like, choke me, daddy. <laughs> Sit on me, King, <laughs> or all the good stuff. Um, and then he leaves another comment, and it's just like, droplets, 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 train, ghost. And they're like, what does this mean? And they're like, rail me to death. And I thought that was the greatest, and it was a question in trivia, and I won cash money prize. Nice. Because I knew the brand, which was Sara Lee, which I don't, isn't really that big in Oregon, is it? No, I don't think it is. No, because they're like, oh, this is the bread company. And I'm like, you mean France? Yeah, because France is low. France is dominant here in this market. But we've all heard of Sara Lee. I've heard we of Sara Lee, it. but I didn't know they made bread. I thought they made oh. like, um, like knockoff Twinkies. Oh, yeah. I guess we can't really speak to it. Sorry, not sorry. But he was delightful on SNL. He sang "Lights Up," which is a great song. And Watermelon Sugar, which is, is also an song. interesting song. I really like the energy of the song. The words make no sense. Well, but that's true of a lot of songs. Well, that's true of a lot of songs. And that's true of some of his songs from the first album. If you listen to, like, the I'm Having Your Baby, It's None of Your Business. Having your baby. It's none of your business. Like, that didn't make sense either. <laughs> And I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm not mad about it. Not mad about it. I he don't get away understand with a lot. what's happening. And even my dad, because my dad really liked Harry Styles' first album, which he only listened to because of me. You're welcome. But he said that they only watched the sketches, not the songs. And mm-hmm. I was like, excuse me, you loved his first album. Why didn't you watch the performances? And he said, you misunderstand me. Meeting was holding the remote, so my mom didn't want to watch Harry Styles' performances, but he did end up watching them and reviewed them to me over the phone. Speaking of performances, King Princess was on last night, and I want to watch that. You can watch it with oh, me, but I'm going to watch it tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was it Ryan Reynolds and King Princess? Um, I think it was Will Ferrell and King Princess, oh, which is going to be great because he's hilarious in sketches. I saw something about Ryan Reynolds in SNL. He's Maybe he makes like, an soon. appearance yeah. or something. Yes, I'm, I love King Princess. Will Ferrell's whatever, but... Will Ferrell's funny, and he works really well in an SNL environment. That makes sense. Um, okay, but we're bringing back to Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Whose new album, what's it called? Fine Line. It drops... December 13th. We're going to get hard copies in the mail because... Why? <laughs> why are we going to get hard copies in the mail, Anne? Because we have tickets! Because we have tickets! 
which I heard they were so hard to get in LA. I saw tweets from my friends in LA that immediately they were sold out and were like getting scalped for like 300 times. And they, what they were worth. added additional shows yeah. in like LA and Atlanta and I think a couple other cities. I didn't have any problem. Yeah, Moto Center, I think, it doesn't have a big of a scalping like issue, but uh, it's only a matter of time. Um, but yeah, we're going to see Harry Styles next August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's so much faster than remember when we bought Sean Mendes tickets. <laughs> literally 13 months before this yeah is a much i got confused wait. thinking that it was next month but it was actually a one month in one year this so. is this is like a breeze we're only waiting nine months we're only waiting nine months you know if we got pregnant right now we could have a baby <laughs> and he and would be obsessed with us baby he loves babies <laughs> and pregnant women which Ooh, i don't know that's a thing i mean it is it is for some people we love harry styles No one pulls off a suit like Harry Styles. Yes, and I just want to make sure everybody understands and knows that his album drops on Taylor Swift's 30th birthday. (laughs) That was the first thing I thought of, and I was like, oh my god. Which, to be fair, it's not like, you know, it is a Friday. It's one of the last Fridays before Christmas, Mm -hmm. so it is a really good time to drop an album. Yes, So I don't think it was, like, with revenge in mind, but I also think it might have been partially on purpose. It's an added bonus, Mm -hmm. for sure. And also, what revenge? I don't think, like, Taylor Swift broke his heart. It was the opposite. It was the opposite. But, I mean, anything either of them can do to kind of continue that narrative Mm -hmm. is going to be really good for them sales-wise. So, in some ways, it's pretty smart i know um, i think she should stir up some drama with him to make some more interesting music because i you know don't remember any songs she from Lover. could come back in a couple months like selena years mm-hmm. after her relationship with justin bieber mm-hmm. with the amazing lose you to love me Ooh. what a phenomenal song that mm-hmm. is first of all second of all it's been years right since they dated so taylor swift it could be any time now you know, could just, like, come yes. around again and experience that heartbreak all over again. I mean, all it would take was go to an album release party on or around your birthday for your ex that you thought you were over, and then it turns out you weren't. This is my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Should I, I should write this. I should actually Do write it. this. I've been saying that for so long, and then About I even, so I even like, sat down at a cafe, like, two weeks ago, and I was like, today's the day I'm going to write fan fiction. Then I got distracted and I made cookies instead. Oh, um, the so best you know, but one of these days, mm-hmm. I can read it out loud on on the air. <gasps> I would love they that. do that. I think they do that on um, uh, Thirst Aid Kit. Yes, they do. So we, we should just, in honor of Thirst Aid Kit, lift that segment and then also give them credit. But every also, time we do it. I have read fan fiction since I was eleven years old. <laughs> I am an OG fan fiction reader, mm-hmm. so it's not. Like we're yeah yeah appropriating something necessarily. Definitely, we have been talking about writing fan fiction for a very long time. I have written a bunch of fan fiction. I know that's the thing. I just haven't sat down and read it. And but I'm um, very familiar with the media. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of fan fiction, this is exactly the uh, segue I wanted into my review of the film After. Ah, yes. If you don't know much about After, I was just doing some reading up on it. There's a very long article in Vulture about this film, and it's called How a Movie Based on Harry Styles Fanfic Managed Not to Include Harry Styles at All. So this random, married, probably depressed about her life lady 
writes One Direction fan fiction, uh -huh. but it's like the bad kind of fan fiction where it's like it's no good. Well, more mm. and like too much Mary Sue action. Well, see, that's kind of the the judgment in fan fiction from my perspective. I won't speak for everyone, but there's fan fiction that's based in canon or has some like connection yeah to you're canon. at least working with the characters that you've been given sometimes they just bring in new characters bring in mm -hmm. mary sue's bring in the reader like you know it's it's another way to i guess what's the word i'm trying to think of to express yourself well no um i don't know make the fantasy more even more right. like, real for right. you I could not think of the best way to say that. But it was a wildly popular and wildly erotic oh, good. Harry Styles inspired fanfiction. Wait, is that erotic fanfiction. in quotes or erotic actually? Actually. Oh. I mean, fanfiction is sexy, right? I mean, I skip the fanfiction that doesn't have sex in it. It's like, why? Sometimes you're in the mood for that, though. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to <laughs> see people be cozy. But that's just me personally. So she writes this immensely popular Harry Styles inspired fanfiction. Someone, of course, wants her to make it into a book, a la Fifty Shades of Grey. Great. Someone buys the film rights. It takes several years that makes to sense. get this movie made. But yeah, see, she first posted sexually explicit One Direction fanfic. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's sexy. Anyway, the movie went through a whole uh, long circus before it was eventually made and part of that was attributed to the success of the kissing booth which was which fan is... fiction from the same uh not the same person okay. i can see i'm getting excited the same platform it was wattpad okay because what was kissing booth fan fiction of what was it might not have been it might have just been fiction okay it's just erotic because some people can just post i don't even know that it was that erotic honestly uh, I mean, there's a fantasy element in there. It's like, what if you were doing a kissing booth with your, like, you know, like, best friend's older brother you have a crush on? Like, you know, that that's good ground for, like, let's see where this goes. Sure. But it doesn't work as a movie because it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's a terrible film. But I'm not going to say it's not, like, kind of hot, but I think it's mostly just because that Australian actor guy is so tall that he can't not so be hot. Tall. Like, that's... I feel kind of gross watching Euphoria because he's like a mean, bad, evil character in that, but also he's oh, like really sad. hot because he's so tall. Is he cute or just tall? <laughs> I think he's both. That's an episode title. Oh, I know. From when we talked about sex education. I think he's extra cute because he's <clears throat> tall. So the, uh, the woman in the film is played by Catherine Langford's sister. Mm -hmm. I think her name is Josephine. Langford, I think, something like that. And Catherine the, Langford from 13 Reasons Why. From 13 Reasons Why. And I'm why. doing flat eyebrows motions because I think her eyebrows are perfect and flat. Mm. And I don't know why flatness is good here, but it just works. Interesting. The uh, the guy who plays Harry Styles, I'm using air quotes, yeah. um, is played by the nephew of Ralph and Joseph Fines. Is that how we say this? Yeah. It so is his fine. Name okay, is so Hero also Fines some, some mega hotties right there. Yes. I'm going to say Joseph Fiennes in Shakespeare in Love. What a hottie. Changed my entire life. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, the film is bad. The well, film, yeah. I have been 
dealing with a lot What's of insomnia lately. What's the general like, plot overview, though? The general plot overview is girl goes to college. Girl Classic. has a very slutty, messy roommate. Nice. And kind of gets involved with her group of friends. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's kind of like a she's all that thing. Oh, nice. His friends are like, ugh, you could never like get her because she seems to be impervious to his charms. Because mm-hmm. um, he's part of that like you know, bad yeah. group. And of course her mom at some point meets him and she's like, no, I'm going to cut you off if you continue this relationship. Oh my God. But obviously she does. And he, it's like, I was just telling Maggie, it's very Twilight-esque if, without the supernatural element. So it's actually pretty boring. Yeah. They do that. That's, that was my experience with watching the 50 Great Shades of Grey movie is mm. like, even with the kink element, which they didn't even do properly. No, they didn't. It's a fucking boring movie. It's a boring movie. It's so you do need some supernatural elements in there, even just to hold our attention. It it jazzes it up for sure. But you know, it's that it's that classic story of the bad boy falls for the good girl and mm-hmm. he's reformed, but then there's some conflict and then he realizes he can't live without her. And you know, it's just like it's so dull. Like it's been done so many times. But because this fan fiction had such a following and then the book had such a following, the movie was really successful. But it's that that doesn't mean it's good. It's no. exactly the fifty shades of gray phenomenon. It's actually really smart. You take something that I already mean, has an immense it have fan to be base. Good if it makes money, yeah. No, absolutely not. And especially if you've already written it and you just have to change a couple names, phew, done. Money. And people were already fan casting it, just like they did with Fifty Shades of Grey when they really we're wanted about Ian it. Somerhalder or Matt Bomer to play Christian Grey. Did not happen. They didn't even get their first choice actor. Sucks to suck, Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't really know how this casting process went, but people really wanted Daniel Sharman from. Teen Wolf. He played Isaac. Um, but the point of this article is they stripped all of the like Harry Styles-esque features of this yeah. character until it was just like random bad boy. Okay. Who happened sucks. to be British. Because like a bad boy isn't even the thing that's interesting about Harry Styles. He's not a bad boy. He's a, he's a sweet child. He is he's a full of very, beautiful light and love. Very sweet man who wears very extravagant Gucci suits and loves pregnant women. Hmm. Which I guess sounds a little weird, <laughs> but there's a gift set on Tumblr from years and years and years ago, like back when he had floppy hair, mm-hmm. where someone's like, oh, how does it feel to be like this womanizer, this person who women are just throwing themselves at? And he's like, no, you're wrong. And like looks really upset about it. I think he's a good person. As much as yeah. you can know a celebrity and their personality I feel like he's a good person. Yeah, I've only ever had evidence that Harry Styles is a good guy. No one has ever said anything bad about Harry Styles. And yeah, even Taylor Swift can't say anything bad. She just is like, I'm really sad that we're not together anymore. And what a testament, because all of her other breakup songs are really Yeah, they're all about like, you suck so much. Yeah. All the spiteful songs in 1989 are just about Katy Perry. How interesting. Anyway, that is my review of After. It's a bad film, but if you, too, suffer from insomnia and are awake at 5 a.m., it's not a bad thing to watch, I guess. Okay. That's my official review. Where can we watch it? On Netflix? You can watch it on Netflix. Great. Um, So you said it has the sister of who? Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why. Is this a good time for me to insert my story about how... (gasps) Yes! Sorry. (laughs) 
I, I backed away from the mic, so hopefully that's not too loud. <laughs> oh, it was. Don't worry about it. I'll let it out. Um, anyway, I'm going to tell my story about how I met Dylan Minnette. Please from, do. Most notably from 13 Reasons Why, but you may also know him as President Fitz's son that got assassinated on live TV he's on an also episode of Scandal. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Grey's Anatomy. So, you know, he's been around. He's been around. Um, but anyway... Uh, like last month I was volunteering for Planned Parenthood and what I was doing was tabling at this show at the Wonder Ballroom and it was a show for this band called The Regrets and I hadn't really heard of them before but when I volunteered they were like oh yeah they're like a kind of like a pop punk band out of LA and I was like those are my three favorite words like sign me up so I get signed up and I like sell t-shirts and tote bags and like sign people up to our mailing list, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and just like, it's a room full of just beautiful queer young women. Loved it. Um, and then after the show, I'm like wrapping up. Well, after the, like, you know, I wrap up my volunteering gig um, and I pack up all my stuff and give it back to our volunteer coordinator. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stay for the rest of the show. Like I'm enjoying myself. So I go over to the 21 and over section. And as I enter the 21 and over section and I get stamped, I look up and I'm like, I know that guy. That's the guy. That's the guy from 13 Reasons Why. And I was like, what? So I went back and got a drink. And then I stood there at his, maybe at his like four o'clock, you know, like he's facing the stage and I'm at his four o'clock and I'm looking at the back of his neck and I'm like, pretty sure that's him. I think that's him. I'm like mostly sure that's him. And then I was like, should I ask if that's him? <laughs> um, and also because I wanted to seem really cool, I didn't want to go up and be like, are you that guy from 13 Reasons Why? And I remembered that he's in a band called Wallows, which I actually really do like. They have a, a song called 1980s Horror Film that I think is fun. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to seem cool. I'm going to tap him on the shoulder. I'm going to say, are you from Wallows? And then it'll, it'll be fine. So that's what I do. And I was like, oh yeah, I thought I recognized you. He said, yeah, I'm from Wallows. And I was like, I knew it. I thought I recognized you. <laughs> and I was like, oh cool. Hi, I'm Anne. I hold up my hand to shake it like this, you know, like the cool people do. And he shakes my hand. He's like, hey, I'm Dylan. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Bye. Because <laughs> at that point I couldn't handle it anymore. My neck was getting really hot. Um, so I retreated back to the four o'clock position and just waited out the rest of the show. But the reason why this like, you know, 21 year old actor is in Portland is because his girlfriend is the lead singer of the regrets. Also, she's 19. I didn't How realize that he? he's 21. So he was in the 21 oh. over section. Well. So it's, oh, not, a, it's it, not a weird age difference. But I was like, Oh my God, children. It's weird when they can't drink though. That yeah. does make it kind yeah. of weird. Cause you're not allowed in the same places. Right. Yeah. Gen like Z romance, you know, Gen Z romance. It is fraught. So that's my story of how I met Dylan Minnette. I think that is a great story. Um, okay, let's see here. So the next thing I had, ugh, perfect. Elite season two. How did that show get even better? I don't know. Anne, please set us up. Okay. But so don't go into like the thing yet because we'll do if that. If you in a remember, Elite is a Spanish language show set in Spain. It's at this private school, an elite private school, you might say. Um, and all of the teens are involved in various murder mysteries and not in a Riverdale way, um, in just a very intense kind of a way. And there's a lot of intricate plot lines and everybody sleeps with everybody else. And because it's like a foreign TV show, there's straight up boobs. They're not shy about it at all. Um, and so last season, um, was all centered around the murder of this girl, Marina, um, who was, uh, the sister of like one of the richer families 
in uh, their school and she gets murdered because she gets bashed over the head with El Trofeo, the trophy that they give for academic success at this school. And everyone's like, we don't know who did it. And it turned out to be this guy, uh, Polo, um, because he got mad at her for something. And I honestly don't even remember why he murdered her. But it was at a school dance. Um, it was because of the watch. He was trying uh, oh, to get yeah. the watch back. So she had big stolen a watch from the the Marquesa. So like one of the very, very elite people at the school. In order to pay for her running off with her boyfriend to go have Who a baby. Sucked. And Who Marina sucked? sucked and had a bad too. They both kind of sucked. She was at least cute. He wasn't even cute. He, wasn't he even remains cute. not That's cute. That's true. But he ends up going to prison at the end of season one because they suspect him of murder because he's the boyfriend. Um, but Polo is the one who actually murdered her, and La Marquesa um, helps him cover it up. And um, the main character, his name is Samuel. He's one of the poor kids who goes to school on scholarship. His friend Christian knew about it. But because he was sleeping with both Marquesa and Polo in a three-way relationship, he didn't say anything, and he even helped dispose of the trophy. So that's where we're at with season two. We learned that, you know, in the future, this is kind of like a how to get away with murder setup where you have future um, flashes of the future. Samuel is missing. And he goes by Samu, by the way. But anyway, there's a lot that happened this season. What a phenomenal season of television. I loved every second of it. It continued to shock me. Like, they found new ways to shock me, and I didn't even think that was possible. And I think, as I pointed out after we watched the finale, that they handled the show a lot better than Riverdale did, because Riverdale set itself up with this premise, who killed Jason Blossom, right? Mm -hmm. And Elite was kind of set up for that same idea, who Mm -hmm. killed Marina, but then the second season was, is he going to get away with it? Yeah. Which I thought was a really good... Yeah, it's going to be season three, too. Yeah. No, absolutely, because Polo has not been... Well, he was arrested and then released, right? Yeah, because they, they couldn't find the murder because weapon. Because the stupid girl, the girl who's pretending to be really rich, but mm-hmm. actually... She's catfishing everybody. She's catfishing everyone. Um, she bonds with Cayetana, Polo, her name is. And he ends up fessing up to her. Mm-hmm. And she goes and takes the trophy that yeah. was in the lake after big boob kinky girl Carla. La Marquesa, Carla, yeah. Carla tells the police that it's in the lake. Who straight up dresses, I'll say she dresses like an anime character, but not in like the cosplay sense where you have like a wig and like a very specific outfit. But she looks like in an anime, like there's that girl with like the very sleek straight hair and like special bangs and like a ribbon bow tie mm-hmm. yeah. and a school girl outfit. Like that's how she looks all the time. It's phenomenal. Everyone on this show is so hot, but there is one interesting romance. Anne's already freaking out. I'm so excited. Okay, so you know how when we started this podcast in 2018, we very jokingly said incest is in 2018 because mm-hmm. we were talking about Game of Thrones and I think also the originals. Yeah. And then in 2019... There's just a lot of brother-sister romance on our radar. We said incest is in 2019. It's still in. You know, Game of Thrones still on. Still on. At that time, it's on. It's not on now. And there was some other stuff going on too. I don't remember what it was, but there were other reasons for us to talk about, you know, this concept. Ooh, Elite just came in flying. Yeah, we get introduced a new character who is the half-brother of... Lou. Oh, yeah. Lucrezia. Mm -hmm. Um... 
And it turns out they have a thing. <laughs> they have fucked. Yeah, they... Oh my gosh, it's tense. And they have this interaction where they're both drunk. It's after a party after they were out clubbing. And he tries to kiss her. And she's like, no, we said we wouldn't do this anymore. Yeah, and, and at this point, I'm like ripping my own <laughs> hair out. Like, what is happening? Oh my god. And then throughout the season, he eventually tells... um, What's her name? This is so bad. Omar's sister. What is Omar's yeah, sister? Know. Oh, Nadia. Okay. He ends up telling Nadia because of this really convoluted blackmailing yeah, scheme. Yeah, like Nadia's getting blackmailed and by Lou, and so yeah, about sleeping with Guzman. And then the half brother steps in to like give Nadia blackmail material yeah, against he's Lou. He's like, if if Lucrezia tries to blackmail you about sleeping with Guzman, you just tell everybody that I've been sleeping with Lucrezia, and she's just like, wait, what? Yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> he kind of talks about it as if he. As if in his framework, they're step siblings. So it's like oh, wrong, yeah. but not that wrong. But they're half siblings. They're half siblings, which is an entire. It's different. It's it's, it's really different. Incredibly different. If they different. were step siblings, it would already be like a little bit weird, but interesting. And like, there's a lot of erotica on the subject. There's yeah. a lot of pornography about step siblings. I mean, that's about too. So hey, fine, whatever. It's on people's minds. They're half siblings. They share genetics. Uh. but what a and then actually he ends up throwing it in her face too because lou is like a special kind of horrible mm, in she's season mean. two she was always horrible but she just like took it to another level but and she wore that really cute crown the one with the did. bow she and i was like only her crown. only she could pull that off that's true i mean she is beautiful but at some point they're having a family dinner and she starts playing footsie under the table. And like while she's shit talking like Fatima. No, not Fatima. Fatima's a sister. Nadia. Nadia. And the brother, whose name is not coming to me right now, but the brother texts yeah. the dad look under the table Gross. to see her, you know, doing her thing. And dad freaks out as anyone would when you see sexual interactions happening that happened between siblings. On screen. The show is outrageous. It's everything. I feel like that's not even the most outrageous thing that happened because no. the most outrageous thing that happened what was? was when um, Polo and the tennis player guy, who's Omar's <gasps> boyfriend. <gasps> oh my god! On under. Yeah, under. Um, they are out with Guzman. Guzman gets too drunk, so they take him home, put him to bed, and then I guess they're having a sleepover, so they also get into bed, and then proceed to like do it with Guzman passed well, out next to them. They're like jerking off and kissing. I think that counts. Yeah, I. Don't they know both that climax with their friend in their bed. I don't know that that's more dramatic or more outrageous than half siblings. It wasn't, sex. but. It was still In terms outrageous. of, like, explicit and shocking things. It was shocking. This show doesn't let up. This show is everything you want a teen show to be and more because it's not made in the U.S. and they don't have the same... It's like there's no rules at all. There are no rules. It's so good. It's still consistently shocking. And it, uh, yeah, it's also interesting, The too. acting is phenomenal. Everyone is so hot. <laughs> and there's... People who appeal to everyone. Like, Ella was so into Samuel, who is, like, not really my type. If you're into, like, a Daniel Radcliffe, you'll really like Samuel. He's, like, he's much hotter short than Daniel and has Radcliffe. eyebrows. 
He's short and has eyebrows. That's your thing. No, no, it's so true. Uh, but everyone will find something or someone that especially appeals to them. What a hot show. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it so, so intensely. Continue to endorse the show. Don't watch it with anybody who are, would judge your viewing choices, though. You know? Watch it with people, friends you're, like, really close with. That's true. Because it's only fun to, like, freak out over incest with people you're really, really comfortable with. <laughs> you yeah. know? I did a lot of groaning. Because I didn't think they would take it that far. And they did. They did. More than once. They did. Anyway, that is LATA Season 2. Incest continues to be in. Incest is in 2019. We'll see what 2020 has you know. in store for us. Maybe we don't I'll know. write it into my fan fiction. Who you know? Say? I mean, you did want to write that Klaus Rebecca fan fiction. So. Yeah, and also the Crown fan fiction. Uh, now that they've introduced uh, teen royalty. Ooh. I don't watch The Crown, but well, that's fine. I'm sure I, I'm sure that sounds great. I'm sure it's great. It's fine. So today we watched the 2015 film Jupiter Ascending, which we've been talking about if you've been listening for a very long time. It came up early yeah, on in the days of the pod. Yeah, we didn't mean to get around to it. It's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I did find both of the Tumblr posts I was looking for. Um, says, do you want to see a movie where you have no idea what's going on for the first 45 minutes? Jupiter Ascending is the film for you. Other highlights include a 10 minute long spaceship fight with no context or purpose, which destroys a city. Yep. No one will remember. Channing Tatum growls as they leave the city as if YouTube does not exist. Here's a lot cut for you, bitch. I don't remember that. I do remember that. Someone using a menstrual pad as a bandage, slapping the sticky part onto yeah, the wound. Yeah, that's what I said. Why yeah, did you it do was that? Really stupid. Sticky part, something to absorb it. And also, if you're trying to do a bandage, you're not trying to absorb blood. You're trying to like keep it like from Compressed. spilling everywhere yeah. and compressing it. If you're trying to absorb a lot of blood, like if you use the diaper, that's you're you're bleeding somebody out. You're like, this is bad first aid. It is really bad first aid. Tampons are good, She's though. not very bright. Well, and that was something, actually, that I wrote down. This is the second film in which Channing Tatum has used period products oh, to yeah. staunch bleeding. She's all that. <laughs> well, I'll say tampons were originally... She's the man. They were originally invented for bullet wounds. And then they, pe- nurses were like, oh, I could use this for something else. So Smart. The military-industrial complex strikes again. It's true. Other, you know, highlights that this person pointed out on Tumblr, bees can sense royalty, space bureaucracy, a montage that is just space bureaucracy. They fill out space forms There was 10 minutes and multiple actors with lines about filling out forms, which I had forgotten because I think when I did originally see this movie in theaters, I think that's the part where I got up and went to the bathroom and got, like, another drink Mm. because I have no memory of it whatsoever. You know, I wrote down that this movie has mortal instrument syndrome where it is trying to shove so many things in the story and then eventually parts get cut out and it stops making right. sense but it was written as a movie it wasn't written it was as a book that they're compressing yeah. into a movie so wachowski's what are you doing Maybe it was like a four-hour movie originally and people were like there's no fucking way you can't do this and then it stopped making sense i don't know this is all just conjecture um half of this movie i wrote is just mila kunis writing on chaining tatum's back yep Accurate. I mean, I feel... And I wrote in all caps, Bees Can Sense Royalty. That sucked. When Eddie Redmayne, who I think had more fun than anyone else in this yeah. movie, I kept describing him as evil and gay. But every time he talks, I get embarrassed. He was wearing a lot of sequins and a lot of it eyeliner. It looks like this. It's very clearly not his own voice. He's 
putting on He's some sort of like this. yeah the growly thing as if he were Lord Voldemort, <laughs> but the Lord Voldemort that stuck to the back of Professor Quirrell's head. That's yeah, what it sounds it's like. It's true. No, no, it's so true. Harry Potter. Ooh, okay. Um, someone else wrote. My <laughs> He says my mother like 15 times in 10 seconds and I just, it's too much. Wait, is this true? All that repetition of how bees can sense royalty and you leave out the fact that the bees were an alarm system set up by Sean Bean, who is part bee? He's part bee? News to this me. This person thinks they didn't so. Even, I mean, I knew he did like had wings, but also Channing Tatum had wings, you know? He did also have wings. So dumb. Uh, then Titus, uh, Eddie Redmayne's brother proposes to the reincarnation of his mom that sucked that's what i said i was like okay so the whole concept here is that you've abducted this woman from earth because you know in random sequence she has the exact same genetics as your mother and that's like how reincarnation works in this universe is because your mom died but she was ninety-one thousand years old at the time so eventually you know her dna is going to repeat supposedly um and so you're like yeah, we should get married. What? Come on, man. But it is just a scheme. Yeah, but... But she buys into so it. That's gross. the embarrassing Also, part. yeah, she just says yes to every bad idea that gets offered her way the whole time. And then Channing Tatum has to, like, run a spaceship. Rescue her every, every time. time. It happens, like, more than once. And it's just like, girl, learn to say no. I mean, she is always put in, like, pretty precarious situations, but at the same time, she doesn't have the best sense of self-preservation or even yeah. really rational thinking. Great style sense, though. She wears beautiful dresses. She wears... But they're not the ones she picks. Yeah, but she recognizes that they're beautiful. She's like, she oh, does. damn, that's I look great. True. And I'm like, yeah, you do. I wrote incest was in in 2015. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, it might be the whole decade. Do you think when we hit 2020, it will cease to be in? No. Uh, it's probably gonna get worse, huh? I mean, it feels like we're veering <clears throat> off. I also wrote, did this help make wing kink a thing? Because Is I, wing kink a thing? I don't know how much time you spend on Archive of Our Own, but I spend a decent amount of time on Archive of Our Own, and I have some nope areas. Wing kink makes the nope list for me what, personally. So what are the, the top three things I should know as a lay person about wing kink? I mean, again, it's not something I read a lot of, but it kind of feels to me in that kind of tangential like more socially acceptable bestiality right. like you know you have furries it's, yeah so it's not furries it's different it's not something. furries it's different and it kind of reminds me actually and i think this was mostly because of teen wolf all of the alpha beta omega dynamics that have embedded themselves into every single fandom there is no fandom where there isn't abo somewhere mm. People got so into it. Again, I blame Teen Wolf. It's, you know, it's like bestiality light. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Channing Tatum is half wolf in this. <sighs> Channing Tatum is He literally says, I have wolf. more in common with a dog than I do with you. It's, and then ugh. and then she says, I like dogs. That's you missed that normal. part because you were peeing, but it oh. was in the trailer. So <laughs> everybody who watched this knew Classic. that was coming. And what a fun throwback to the SNL episode with Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Mm where A.D. Bryant imagines him as her dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but things to know about wing kink, I mean, there's not much to... It's kind it's of what people... it says on the tin, Do you right? think it's because in 
any movie where somebody has wings, you get a really nice shot of like a very muscular back. Maybe that's yeah. part of it. I I honestly think it is kind of an offshoot, a more like socially accept acceptable offshoot of bestiality. Sure. If you wanted my amateur psychology, which who knows if you did, but you're getting it anyway. Another thing I wrote about this movie is sometimes you swing and you miss. And this film, Channing Tatum himself during an AMA on Reddit, someone said, Jupiter Ascending, what was that? And he said, great question. I have the same one to myself. Yeah. I mean, it was a very, very pretty movie. It was. That made no sense and made me feel embarrassed for most to of the be people watching it. it. Yes. Oh, I didn't feel embarrassed watching it. I felt embarrassed for the people who were in it. Yeah. And it does not make me think any less of the Wachowskis, who are a very talented pair. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, The Matrix, though. Sensei. What, amazing. So they have a lot of stock with me, so they get to fuck up. Like, a lot. Well, and this film is so fun. Uh-huh. Like, I would much rather watch this than the horrible film I watched for the live episode of How Did This Get Made mm-hmm. in Portland, which was called 222, starring Dario from Game of Thrones. Which Dario? First one, um, second one? The hot one. Were they both hot? The second one. The second one. Who was also in The Age of Adeline. Orphan Black. And, I don't know, I don't watch Orphan Black. But he's been in a ton Haunting of things. Haunting Michael Heisman, Heisman, yeah. whatever. He's a babe and a half. And he's oh especially gosh, he's hot so in Orphan Black because he's oh. this just like lumberjack daddy from Ooh. Toronto. Oh my Ooh. god. I mean, that does sound nice. But 222 was a nonsense film that made absolutely no sense. It was... One of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I have a very high tolerance for bad movies. I mean, we just sat through two and a half hours of Jupiter Ascending. But it was fun. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Parts of it were, you know, confounding and stupid. Lots of parts of it were stupid. But most of the time, I was having a good time. Mm -hmm. You know? Channing Tatum's gravity boots. All the gravity boots were good. He's just like speed skating all around. Flying roller skates. Um, someone wrote, hashtag, basically the movie equivalent of Eurovision, which I feel. That's, that tracks. That is so true. Like, the flamboyant nature, the drama. Yeah, and it doesn't worry. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to look really nice. It doesn't make sense at all. But, you know, I say fucking watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time. It was a very good time. And this actually brings me to my other Tumblr post, because we are... Um, adding this segment, things from the depths of Lita's Tumblr like, so you got, you know, the Jupiter Ascending nonsense, which I liked many years ago before I had even seen Jupiter Ascending, and the only thing I knew about Jupiter Ascending was Bees Can Sense Royalty. I know, and I even flagged that part, I was like, Lita, it's coming. Get ready. <laughs> there were, I always say, there were multiple times during this movie where Maggie walked in and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I honestly I don't know. <laughs> I've been watching it the whole time, and I could not tell you. It has no real... Well, I mean, it has a plot eventually, but not really until the second half of the movie mm-hmm. is when... And then it's still really disjointed and doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, because I think the Wachowskis are really fond of narratives where you learn what's happening along with the main character, mm-hmm. who's clueless to start. So that yeah. happens in The Matrix. Like, mm-hmm. Neo's like, I don't know what's happening. And you find out, and it's a really fun payoff. And that also happens in Sense8, because all these eight people... You know, weird stuff starts to happen and you don't know why. And you find out with them. It didn't work in Jupiter Ascending. It didn't work in Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Um, I had one other thought and I would like it to come back to me. 
Oh, okay, right. Okay, so this was the Tumblr connection. At some point, Maggie said, can you imagine making a whole movie with green screen? And I was like, in fact, there is a tweet oh my about God. this. Oh my God. Someone said, and I don't think this person is being entirely fair either, and we can talk about that later, but this person says... I've seen a lot of people knock the acting on the CW, like any of you know how to convincingly cry on cue, looking at a green screen wizard that's also your dead mom from the future, <laughs> while delivering an earnest endorsement of Bing. Yeah, that's about right. They don't really do endorsements on the CW, first well, of all. Well, you'll be like, oh, well, let me search it. You'll tap, 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 and they'll see the screen. They'll be like, Bing, and they'll be like, hmm. I don't know if I would call that an earnest endorsement. I feel like that's taking it a little far. But I do think these actors don't get enough credit for the acting they do with nothing. Yeah. It was like the little kid in the Jungle Book. Everyone was like, oh my god, like, how did you do that? Literally, no one else was there, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of the shows in the CW, much the same. Mm -hmm. Much the same. There's a lot of supernatural elements. There's lots of, like, superhero antics. And... You do have to be a good actor to not, you know, work off another person. Yeah. So. I feel like that's something that TikTok teens are really good at. Is they'll just make a TikTok all by themselves. Nobody else. Playing multiple characters sometimes. I'm just going to bring tic up TikTok every time. I think you should. I think you add that element of youth because there was a moment recently when I was like, I feel disconnected from the youth. Well, you gotta get on TikTok, girl. Well, um, but it didn't have anything to do with TikTok. It was something else. Yeah. I don't remember what it was now. Um, so I'm really glad you're engaged with TikTok. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm following this fandom scene. And I think I watch more of the teen show. So between the two of us, we're like covering a lot of the ground. Mm -hmm. And today... I just did, so every year I do alumni interviews for my mm -hmm. university, and I just interviewed the cutest little boy. Oh, oh my god, because at this point they're a decade younger than me, right? Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's a child. It, it was, but honestly, I called my dad after, and I was like, I don't think I would have gotten into college, because if I had to apply now. Yeah, no, because that was true when we These stakes are so high, the expectations are so high, this kid had started a nonprofit, was varsity in two sports, was the editor-in-chief mm -hmm. of their magazine, mm -hmm. high school's magazine. Who had the time? I don't know. I have no idea. I was like, God, if you haven't started a nonprofit, you, like, can't get into college. That's how it is now. And that's why it needs to be free for everybody. It was, I don't know, it's just always such a sobering experience but also like a fun connection because it's really exciting to hear how much our social culture has changed since we were in high school yeah. because they're having a completely different experience than we did. But I think that's a fun way to stay, to stay connected with the youths who are all very impressive now. He already sent me a thank you email referencing two of the things we talked about in our Ooh, conversation. Yeah, that's how you get in. That's the coaching. And he keeps calling me Ms. Fuller Marashi. I'm young! <laughs> That's Stop. my mother's name. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> but it's not my mom's name. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it's just like so trippy. It's just such a trippy experience. So, to wrap up, do you have anything else you would like to add at this moment? I think we are going to try and binge record in December to see if we can get to 30 episodes. 
who knows whether we will be able to. But I know what one of those episodes is going to be. It's going to be best of 2019, just like we did in oh, 2018. Joy. Oh, that's going to be so exciting. Yeah. So I think we used the Teen Choice Award categories last year, which I think worked pretty well. You know, like the best song, the best movie. Sure. Best. Or we can also make our own categories. We can totally. But like, I want the best couple. Yeah. You know. Best brother-sister couple. <laughs> we have multiple to choose from. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do it's not our fault we didn't consciously embed incest into our content they did it for us sexiest non-human um most dramatic breakup <clears throat> most dramatic plot twist mm-hmm. most dramatic death yeah or top reminders why we're gay Ooh, oh, that's gonna be hard. I know that's. I just... That was actually the thing that Anne and I were talking about. I won't talk about last Christmas now. I'll talk about it later. But you know, between Henry Golding mm. and Amelia Clark, I was just delighted. Yeah, the whole movie. Like this like, movie doesn't need to make sense. It honestly didn't. Everyone I'll look was just to that. so pretty, all the time. So look forward to that. I'm sure there are other things we will get to as we wrap up this year. Yeah, wrap up insane. the decade and Ooh. the decade. Oh my god! Our first decade out of high school. Our first decade out of high school. Our second um, anniversary of the podcast, Yay. which is going to be insane. We'll pop the champagne, but I literally have champagne in the fridge. So. Oh my god, perfect! But I'm really excited for this best of 2019. I think it's going to be a fun look back on our year we can pick our best episode mm, that's mm-hmm. always you know a fun moment yay all right are we are we good let's do it yeah. uh you can find us oh, online at vodkalemonadestand.com you can email us at vodkalemonadestand at gmail.com you can also tweet us at vodkalemonadestand so many ways to yeah. get in touch Basically, with us. Basically, if you're if you're searching for our podcast, it's either a vodka lemonade stand or vodka lem stand if the characters are too long, and you'll get there eventually. You will get there we want to hear what you think, what you like, and what you want to talk about. Um, and if you're cool and a uh, bi lady or queer lady, you could probably be a guest if you ask. Yeah, even if you're just some random man from a party who <laughs> wants to be Jaden Smith. <laughs> we will accept that as well. We Accepting pitches, but preference to the bi-pan solidarity. Preference to the yeah. LGBTQ community. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to do a celebrity impersonation, we're not going to say no. We'll accept. Most celebrities yeah. we will accept, especially Jaden Smith. Yeah, it can't just be me pretending to be Eddie Redmayne. Sounding like Voldemort <laughs> this whole time. Or Blake Shelton. You know, the Blake Shelton is pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>